Have you ever had plans that just didn't work out? You have a solution to a problem, but it makes the problem worse. <laughs> this is Friday, September 22nd. Just this morning, I was looking at a ministry plan that, well, it was planned, but it didn't succeed. The good news is that we can look at it again and make changes to it, or we can throw it out entirely and begin again. Do you know that Scripture tells us that a whole way of life has not worked? It is the way that is natural for us to approach God. In the beginning, God gave the first two people very simple boundaries for the way they were to live their lives. He only asked them not to do one thing. Even then, they couldn't be faithful to the Lord. They chose their own way, and the end result was a spiritual death that left them separated from God, the God who loved them and created them. Our natural human response in this is trying to do something that would merit or earn our return to God. We expected to be able to find our way home and to do so by doing all the right things. This is the plan that has never worked. Of course, God gave his people the law to help them order their lives and their society. This was a law that people could never keep. For that reason, we always feel the condemnation of the law. Now, I want to stop here and go to our scripture text for today. You'll recognize it as the verses we've been working through for a couple of days. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 to 7. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, we have learned that this other gospel is not a gospel at all. It could be summarized as Jesus plus anything. Jesus plus good behavior, Jesus plus religious practice, Jesus plus giving a lot of your money away to charity or others, Jesus plus helping others. Now notice that none of these things are bad, but they add nothing to what Jesus has done for us. He has done all that is needed to restore us to God and to renew us in the image of our Creator. The people that came in among the new believers in Galatia had good motives, I'm sure, but the outcome was destructive. It's important that we understand the way the law works, because they were being told they could keep the law, and this is how they could stand before God. Now, speaking of the law is not only talking about the law of God found, say, in the Ten Commandments. The word law here, as we're using it, goes far beyond that. What I mean is that the law is wired so deeply into our world that we see it almost wherever we look. The law, for example, is often why we feel we are not enough, not smart enough, not successful enough, not attractive enough, not disciplined enough. The reason is because the law always convicts. It is that deep feeling that we can do better or we should be doing better. The law is always present accusing us, showing us our weaknesses, reminding us of our failures, telling us we should do better. It hangs a permanent should over us. We should not be as we are. We should be making more progress in our lives. 
We should be using our time better and accomplishing more. But the gospel is completely different. Because it rests not on how well we are doing or anything we have done at all. Remember, we learned this week that the gospel is outside of us. We didn't do it and we can't undo it. It is good news reported to us. News is just that. It's an announcement of something that has already happened. We can either rest in it, if we believe it to be true, or we can miss it, if we don't. Here's Brian Wolfmuller. The law says do, the gospel says done. The law commands, the gospel promises. The law measures and judges, the gospel forgives. The law tells us how we ought to live. The gospel tells us that Jesus died and that he died with a marvelous and gracious purpose to save sinners. Both the law and the gospel are from God, but they have different purposes. The law condemns, the gospel saves. Yes, only the law can say, I mean, the, only the gospel saves. The law enslaves. And as we said, the law accuses. The law cannot be satisfied by us, only by Jesus. That's what Jesus did when he came, when he died for us, when he redeemed us. Here's what the reformer Martin Luther discovered about the gift that the gospel is to us. He asked, So then, have we nothing to do to obtain this righteousness? No, nothing at all. For this righteousness comes by doing nothing, hearing nothing, but rather in knowing and believing this only, that Christ has gone to the right hand of the Father, not to become our judge, but to become for us our wisdom, our righteousness, our holiness, our salvation. You see, our human plan to restore ourselves, to make ourselves right with God, to manufacture our own worthiness, it turns out to be a failure. We can't patch up this plan or tweak it to make it work. We must rest in the gospel, what Jesus has done for us fully and given to us freely. You see, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. This is what God provides to us. Everything. Let's pray together. Lord, we keep trying to add something to what Jesus has done. And when we do, we become trapped in patterns of failure and frustration that we have known all our lives. Teach us how to rest in Jesus and in Jesus alone. For we pray in his name. Amen.